You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 5 of the Amen Corner. He's Stephen Cook. And he's Brad Rothschild. I'm still laughing. What? Sorry. What's up? <laughs> Not a whole lot. Wait, we, we had an episode last week, right? <laughs> we did. We did. Feels, geez, the week feels like a month. Yes, we did have an episode last week. Yeah. I, it's, it's I feel like a lot has happened. Yes. What has happened? I can't remember. But I feel like there's been a lot of what I can't remember. I mean, we had another January 6th hearing. Well, the thing, and it was and it was pretty significant. It was I would, pretty significant. I would add. Dude, we've been talking about this for a while. That someone needs to burn down the Secret Service and build it back up. Oh my god! Oh my Secret god! Secret Service is like, completely complicit in this. Absolutely complicit. But can I just say, yeah. Nancy fucking Pelosi, she is a boss, absolute freaking boss. There, the Capitol is being ransacked, and. Everybody around her is going nuts. She is calm, cool. I know she's cucumber. like making calls. She's like, hey, making Governor calls. Northam, can you get us some soldiers over here? We just spoke Eating. to Governor Hogan. Hey, let there's, me go talk to this guy. What? There's there's video of her like on a call opening up a Slim Jim like with <laughs> one hand and eating it while like she is. And then she what was, was I just like, say about manly? I'm not manly. She's manly. She, no, she's tough, man. And then she was like, oh, if Donald Trump were here, I'd punch him right in the face. How and old people, is she? Is she like Iris's she's age? She's 80. 80? I thought she's, she's older than that. Be, oh, she's, oh, yeah, I she's think she's like 84. 84. Whatever she is, she's in good shape. Yeah. She is tough. Uh, and I would not mess with her. And then, of course, on Fox News, they were there. They were losing their minds over how the lack of civility. She's eighty-two. She she's eighty-two. Yeah. She's 82. The lack of civility. Over the lack of civility that she showed because, like, she shouldn't be threatening the president like that. <laughs> They're such dicks. I really the double standard. It's not even a double standard. It's, it's absurd. Like, it's like a quadruple standard. When, it's like there's one. There's no standard for them, and then everybody else is held to like the most insane. Like when I see on Twitter that the Republican, uh, whatever that what what is it? The actual party has a Twitter account, right? Yeah. Republican right. National Committee has their Twitter account, and they're like, President Biden spent another weekend in Delaware. It's right. like, listen, if you're not going to say shit when your guy is golfing at his own properties and charging the Secret Service money to stay there, then just Settle down and sit this one out. I mean, like if you can't hold yourself to a standard, you can't hold anyone to a standard. It's, it's like unbelievable when they do shit like that because I I mean, how, mu- how much time did Trump spend away from the freaking White House? It was like completely insane. And he made money off of it. It was one quarter of his entire tenure. And he was. Uh, and and he the was Secret Service wasn't House. paying the government rate when he was staying at. No. His place in New Jersey or Florida or wherever. I mean, it's totally a total there's, unbelievable there's a grift. grift. A t- everything, everything, is a fucking grift. Every, and it's like Fox News. I, you know, I, I used to watch like replays of certain shows at night when I was in grad school because I was absolutely fascinated by the whole 
thing about it. But why. now if it wasn't as bad back. Right. Then, it wasn't as bad. Like, like the O'Reilly up. factor was, is not even close to being as bad as it was. And that was the worst of the worst. And that's what I used to watch at 1130 at night. But, um, I don't know. Do these guys like, do they have no mirrors in their house so that they don't, they can't, they don't have to look at themselves in the mirror. It's fucking they have unbelievable. No soul. They, these people don't care. They're collecting a paycheck. And that's, look, we've talked about this so much. You and I could do what they do. Right. And we'd yeah, be yeah. way May, more successful. I know. I know. There would be many more people listening it. to this podcast. Yeah, there would be. Because we would be telling them stuff that on some base primal level would fulfill <laughs> their fears and their need for a, a simple explanation to stuff. It, and we would be, we could actually be rolling in it. Yeah, dude, it is unbelievable that they don't care. They don't care. They just they don't care. Don't Speaking care. of Fox yes. news and not having any soul. So Tucker Carlson, uh, Tucker Carlson, horrible. I mean like horrific horrible to begin person. with, but horrible person. He edited out Kanye well, or Ye or whatever the fucking name is, his anti-Semitic rant. And then proceeded to broadcast the parts that he felt that he, were suitable right. and did not mention right. that, that Kanye West is anti-Semitic and should not be given a platform. Right. And if that's cancel culture, then so, so be it. it. So he be needs it. to be canceled because there are some views that are outside of the pale. There are some views that we cannot give a megaphone to. Right. And this is he. And then Candace Owens out there kind of oh defending Kanye. Well, I mean, it created a whole thing. There were a lot of people who defended Kanye. Um, Not as many as who condemned him. Though. Right. That's, that's true. But like the sports yeah. writer, Jason Whitlock defended him and said, if you can't talk about a black man being exploited by Hollywood Jews or something like that, I mean, it was like... Oh, that's nonsense. It was total fucking nonsense. That is nonsense. Nonsense. That's, that's nonsense. So... Most people, most right-minded people right. condemned him. But fucking right Tucker Carlson edited that shit out. Yeah. And didn't, and didn't bother to mention it. No. No. He doesn't care. Do you know why? Because he himself is anti-Semitic. Of course. <laughs> Of course, and he's and just I think about all the people. There are actually people I know who won't miss Tucker Carlson. I mean, it's not like people I know know. Like when I was on Facebook, I noticed a couple of people from high school, my class and other classes, posting how they they never miss an episode of Tucker Carlson. Oh my god! What the fuck, dude? They need help. They need help. He's unhinged. Dude, and really... that's, that's what I'm remembering this week is that I was, you know, like a dark place because everybody and everything seemed totally unhinged. I mean, we're coming close to election day. The fucking right wing is insane. Insane. Yes. Well, again, I think it also has to do with the January 6th hearings right. this week, which were incredibly damning. Right. Right. I mean, they did a masterful job. But here's here's the problem. Of connecting the dots and showing the timeline. And there can here's, be no doubt. Here's the problem. Here's this. the problem. It's what we discussed with the Ken Burns series on PBS, American Holocaust. Right. People, the, the people who understand it's, what happened are already watching. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not being broadcast. Because on Fox, they're not broadcast. No, 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 no. Because they don't care. Right. 
They're traitors. I'm sorry. They are not, they do not support what this country stands for. They would rather have their version of America, right. a non-democratic version, as long as they're still in charge. Right. What they care about right. more is power. power. Right. Right. They do I mean, not care just, about what we consider to be the important parts of is this there country. Anything which, that brings this into sharper relief than the Herschel Walker campaign. Oh my God. Okay. So Herschel Walker has multiple children by multiple women, has paid for multiple abortions by multiple women, has no relationship with said multiple children that he's had with multiple women. Yet, yet, the Republican Party, the head of the Senate Republican Campaign Committee, went down to Georgia along with Tom Cotton, holier than now Tom Cotton from Arkansas, Rick Scott, the head of the Senate Republican Campaign Committee, to support Herschel Walker. Wait, I thought that mur- that all abortion was murder. So they're supporting, in their view, a murderer. In their view, because I'm not calling him a murderer. It's all about it's all about gaining control of the Senate. Because it's not really and here's about the, really the life fucked up of thing. the un- It's not really about the life of the unborn. No. It's really not. No, it's about, it's about power. power and control. That's exactly right. It's about power and control. control. Political control, controlling women's bodies, all of those controlling things. Controlling people. Controlling people. So. But here's the fucking thing. I think this is the thing that had me in such a state. Besides the Kanye rampant, crazy, mm-hmm. fucked up, demented anti-Semitism, was Herschel Walker's like tied with Raphael Warnock, yeah. an, yeah. an actual man of Christian values. They're tied. They're in a dead. He's fucking, a reverend. He's a reverend. He's a reverend. He preaches at see? the same the same church as Martin. The king, for God's sake. Did you see any of the debate last night? I didn't. I didn't. Did you hear about it? No, we went, we we actually went to, we went to an event. It's the IMF World Bank meetings here. And so we got invited to something. But did you hear about it? I did. Did you hear what he did? No. Oh my God. I can't believe you missed this. I missed everything. I missed the Yankees. I missed this. At one point, Raphael Warnock says, you know, the one thing I never did is lie about being a police officer. Okay. And Herschel Walker proceeded to reach into his pocket and take out a fake badge. Holy crap. I can't believe you missed this. It's epic. He takes out a badge and the moderator is like, you are not allowed to have a prop at this debate. You know the <laughs> rules. And it was like a kindergarten teacher admonishing a stupid uh, student. I, he's who still getting he's he's like, it's dead. It's a dead heat. Well, statistically, it's a dead heat, but I think Warnock is going to pull it off. But the fact that, that he's, he's even, even in the game is, is insane. That he's even in the game is and fucking I don't think that Herschel Walker realizes that once, if he is elected, he will be removed from office. In order for the Republicans in Georgia to put in somebody who they really want, he's a pawn. He's a tool, right. and he's being used by them. And he's too addled to realize it. It is, I, it, you know, it, it's just this is the race. This this race more than any, I mean, forget it. Talk about the you know Fetterman Oz race. Talk about Gretchen. By the way, Gretchen Whitmer had an unbelievable unbelievable line in the in the debate uh for Michigan governor in which she said 
you care to her opponent, you care more about the second amendment than you do about second graders, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Again, like you said, but the problem is none of these things impact. None the of these things will impact, impact the people who vote in these elections. These Republicans, because they have been brainwashed by Fox news to believe that Democrats are worse, are a danger to their lives. Not that, what, aren't we saying the same thing? Well, I think in 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 the case of in the case right of the right wing, yeah. they are a danger. They do want but, to overthrow democracy. They right. do want to engage in violence. The the, the 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 bang for civil war on the right yes, is not it, just on the radical radical fringe anymore. No, it is the entire right. But what I'm saying is, they think about them. They think about us when we think about them, and. Listen, I know that we're right and they're wrong. Right. But in their minds, they're right and we're but, wrong. But, but it's in, for them to believe that, they have to yes, willfully overlook tremendous amount yes. of evidence to the contrary. Yes, they're suspending disbelief. Suspending watching, disbelief, right. They're watching a, virtu- a an alternative reality like, and they believe it. And, and, and in a like totally bizarre way, like infrastructure – an infrastructure bill that will rebuild roads and do all kinds of good things for communities across America is somehow bad for America. Socialism. It's, 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 it's totally crazy. They don't want the government to exist. And yet, but people who are saying, you know, their second amendment solutions are legitimate solutions. And that is, that is, that is not just some crazy candidate here. There There are these kinds of right wing think tanks who are trying to put kind of, intellect an intellectual framework around this i mean the whole idea that the second amendment provides people the right to engage in insurrection is totally made up but this is something that is actually being discussed as as an as a genuine legitimate constitutional principle yes and now that they have their justices on the supreme right. court they make the laws right they interpret the laws and they can tell you, yes, that's exactly what the what the founders' intentions were. Even though the mental gymnastics that they have to go through to get there are they defy the law of physics and right. gravity and reality. Well, for the kind they of, don't care. For the kind of They're, like a, insurrectionist intellectuals, they need to have these kinds of this this kind of theoretical framework to make it okay for them. But for, you know, the people who show up at the Trump rallies, oh, they don't care about all he has to do is say standards. violence. I mean, look, we have the evidence of it. January 6th. Listen to what, uh, what's his name? Stone was saying. Right. It's like, I'll give you the violence. Like, Right. Yeah. Let's just get on with the violence. Yeah, let's get that on with the That memo from that guy Fitton in, uh, in late October. And you know, I was I saw today that what's his name Blake Masters in Arizona is gearing up to do the same exact thing. It's to say he won. Yeah. yeah. So they don't even care, right? The fact that Trump already had his plan for calling the election rigged, yeah, months before he was going to do this in 2016. Yep. But somehow he won. Right. So the difference would have been in 2016 had he tried that. He would not have had the levers of power at the time, right? And he wouldn't. He didn't have as many judges in place. Right. He didn't have as many 
uh, toadies in Congress. Right. I mean, if he and, wins again, uh, Jeff Clark is the attorney general. If he wins again, the Mark rule of Meadows law doesn't is back exist. as the chief of staff. The rule of law will not exist right. in this country. And they're not even going to pretend. Right. Like, it's going to be open season. If he wins again, I'm not exaggerating. It's time to go. So I, go. I had lunch this week with a friend of mine who lives in Geneva. He's originally from Greece. He came I haven't seen him since we both were at a wedding in France in 2019. And uh, we had lunch. He's in town for the IMF World Bank meetings. And we had lunch. And he said to me, hey, man, I, I got to be honest with you. I was expecting kind of like a different vibe here in the United States. He'd come into New York. He'd spent some time in New York and then made his way down to D.C. He said, people seem kind of chill. And I said, what do you mean? He said, Trump tried to overthrow the government. And yeah. he's like, I realized it was only like two, it was two years ago. But. He said, it seems to me there's a, like a five alarm fire here and whatever. I said, I know. I said, no. look, people are, I said, it does seem that way. And I think a lot of Americans are, I said, I think 50% of Americans are, you know, down with Trump and down with the insurrection. And, and, and I, it, I wouldn't say 50%. 30%. That's a huge difference. 30%. Though. And another 20%, add 20% to that who'll never vote for a Democrat no matter what. Then you have twenty five uh, uh, to thirty percent who are freaking out about what's happening, and then you have twenty five to thirty percent who are a bunch of stummies, as my mother would say, who are going to let what ha whatever happens happens because they're too busy doing shit. So he said to me, he said, "I said, but let me tell you something. It has crossed my mind any number of times, any number of times to make a plan to get out." And I said, and yeah. I, I invoked the the PBS series that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, and he yeah. said. That seems to me to be the rational response, whereas the vibe that I'm picking up is that not as many Americans are as concerned about this as I had anticipated. And I said, no, I think that that's right. I said, I think 50 percent of Americans we are anesthetized. We've been anesthetized. I I said, mean, but as long as you have Netflix and Uber Eats, you're going to be, you know, uh, in your uh, own, I'm telling you, I said, to, I'm going to stick 50 percent of people are going to still vote for Trump. Uh, that's not going to be. And the 50%. other twenty percent never been fifty percent though. Forty six percent. I don't think that he would get forty six percent of the vote again. <sighs> I mean, a different Republican. He, perhaps. he won the second most votes in the history. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. But I feel like his popularity. I think there are people, at least with regard to him, who have been moved. I don't think that there are a lot of Republicans in general who have been moved I, away from the Republican Party. What? But I do also think that the Roe v. Wade thing for a lot of people was a bridge too far. It's got to be. Look, I'm the pessimist. This, impact, this impacts Republicans and Democrats. I, I agree with you, but I, it impacts I'm deeply, women and men. I'm deeply it's pessimistic not just about women what can happen in a couple weeks and what can happen in 2024. 2024 is far away from the Hobbes decision. I'm more, I'm less concerned about like 50% because I don't think it's that high, but I am concerned with the rigging of the game that has been going on for decades. I, and now it's going to culminate you know, in. There, Jamie Dimon is talking about a. Neither free nor fair. I'm telling you, there, Jamie Dimon is talking about a recession, the stock market dropping 20 to 30%. Yeah. I am. 
Uh, Jamie Dimon is a Republican, by uh, the right. way. Of course, but still. So I mean, let's be clear. Uh, uh, let's be clear. Yeah, I don't, he's think, he's, I don't think he's bullshitting six ways till Sunday about this stuff. I think no, there's I a lot so of people either. who are really, really worried about this. And that plays to the Republicans. Already polls show that more Americans trust the Republicans with the economy than they do Democrats, which is no idea fucking why. blowing. No idea why. No idea. However... It's in the Republicans' interest for the economy to be in the shitter. Well, that's I was telling someone that the other day. I said the I said there are you know with the Saudi oil production cut. They said they said someone was asking me. They said you know it seems to be only the Democrats are attacking Saudi Arabia over this. And I said well of course because the the Saudis, the Russians, and the GOP all have a confluence of interest in high oil prices because it makes exactly. transits to high gas prices for for Biden. Look. Exactly. I, I'm right. After this well, week and other weeks, I'm deeply pessimistic. Last night at the event, uh, Lauren and I were at, um, Peter Baker and Susan Glasser were there. They wrote that book, The Divider, which um, is getting great reviews. Peter's much more optimistic. He still thinks that the institutions will hold. And Susan's like, <laughs> Trump has a clear path to victory. She doesn't believe, I don't, and I agree with that. I don't, I think, I think Ron DeSantis, I think this is like, this is bullshit. I think it's it, he runs unless he thinks he's going to lose, and uh, he knows he now knows how to push the levers and push the buttons, and and I think a lot of freaking Americans are going to vote for him because they don't give a shit about democracy. Well, are you talking about DeSantis or Trump? No, Trump. I'm saying t- I, I'm saying what she was I, saying, and I agree with her. And that the whole DeSantis thing is a, is a, is bullshit. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to run. I have to tell you. If he, look, unless he's indicted, he, and then we have blood in the streets. Okay, you know what? They've been threatening blood in the streets for over this. Are for you how about long? to say bring it on? I'm not going to say bring it on, but I'm going to say we should not be afraid. I'm not afraid of, of it either. And I think he's to it. I think he should be indicted. I think it's un. I think it is abundantly the clear. Threat, their threat of violence should be completely ignored because most of them, they'll be. They'll, there will be people out there who are willing to commit violence, but most of the people are going to shit themselves and go home. You think you think the, uh, a lot of these guys are just exactly what you know people who kind of poo poo this thing say that they're just pajama pajama militia it. members. I don't know. I think I'm there's not, a lot of fucking guns out there. And there, of course, there and are. so I'm no, not it doesn't take anything. It doesn't take a hundred thousand no, people. Obviously not, but we do have a military, and even if some of their sympathies lie uh, to the right of ours. There is something called the rule of law that they are there to uphold. I, you know, like so, I, I know, if you but so you completely don't believe in the institutions of this country. I think the for real, for real. I think the institutions have been weakened. I think the they revelations about. I think the revelations about the Secret Service. I think what's going on in police departments across the country. Constitutional sheriffs who say that they won't enforce the law. I think that there's a huge problem within the military that I nobody in the you. military is actually willing to discuss. I agree with you. But if you really, really in your heart of heart are so pessimistic, then you should get the fuck out of here before I, it's too late. Seriously. I'm ready. I mean, I want to get the hell out of here, but I still have some sort of weird belief that I don't think the, it's the institutions that are going to hold. I somehow think that the elections are going to go better than what people say because of the Roe v. Wade thing. I'm surprised you said that because you're the one who's always banging on about the about voter suppression and rigging and so on and so it's forth. It's true. It's true. But I do I think that there are enough angry people now that that it's I hope be, I hope you're right. I'm I hope I'm right too, but if I'm wrong, then 
I'm, well, you have the passport. I'm, I have to. I, yes, I have to be. I'm, uh, really, I'm going to be a I'm refugee really, on the new the new the new St. Louis. I, I'm willing to admit that I could very well be wrong. Right. Right. I'm not saying it's going to be this way because nobody fucking knows anything, and it may be that the game has been so rigged that it's we're completely fucked. In which case, we're completely fucked. I think we're completely fucked. Well. Then do you got to get a better plan? The, the only good news from my perspective is that Josh Shapiro seems to be blowing out Mastriano. But that should again, he's another person who has no business running for public office. Right. But it's, it's what he's up by 10 points, 11 points. What's the latest poll? Whatever it is, who the fuck are all these Whatever. people voting for this guy? These are Christian nationalists, these are fascists. Fascists, well, you just said it, yeah. So so we can pretty comfortably say that 30% of this country is in the fascist camp. 30%. And 20% will vote for a Republican no matter what but for taxes or whatever. One third of our right. fellow citizens, if they had their choice, yeah. would want to put people into camps. Right. So when, I, like so when I get on the plane to go to Dallas in two weeks, should I wear the t-shirt you're wearing? Or are they going to beat the shit out of me on the plane? I don't think you're going to get the shit beaten out of you. I think a couple of people might smirk at you. And I think maybe somebody would be like, get the hell out of here, you coastal elite. <laughs> I'd be like, that's right. Uh, I am a coastal elite. I don't think anybody's going to smack you that's upside right, of your head. Oh, hat, no cow, motherfucker. Yeah, that might earn you a beatdown. But, but I'm going to wait for that. I'm going to wear that, my NATO baseball cap, and I'm going to pull out Foreign Affairs and read it on the plane. I'm going to pull out the actual magazine and hold it up. You may as well wear your Star of David. (laughs) Where am I starting? Oh, a yarmulke, too. Yeah. (laughs) Which I never wear. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a dark place. I'm in a very, very dark place. Literally. No, this this week has been just horrific between ye. And his anti-Semitism. Yeah, I don't think this week has been any worse than any. I don't know. I, I've been, I'm years. feeling it this week. I'm feeling it this week. I'm like, I don't know. There are more signs of hope to me. I mean, why? Because you were you and every Democrat hung on every word that Rachel Maddow said after the. I fucking, don't watch Rachel all right, Maddow. I'm just I'm using one. that as an example. Uh, whoever said after the after the January sixth hearing, come on. I just feel. Look again. I feel like it's impossible to not indict him at this point. Like, yeah, but meanwhile, like you know, all these Republicans are people in the heartland. You know, the 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 Post has a regular columnist from I think he's from Ohio. His name's Gary Ab- Abernathy, and he's like, it's it was just a show. It's just a political show for Democrats. No one, no no self respecting Republican is paying any attention to this. It, it just political. There's theater. no such thing as a self respecting Republican. <laughs> And I mean, so that's I mean that's the attitude, right? So yes, it's very very convincing, and I don't. It doesn't seem to me. I'm trying. Look, I spend my life trying to get in the shoes of other people and how they think and what makes them tick and so on and so forth. I've tried to get myself in the shoes of Gary Gary Abernathy when I have seen the the January sixth committee. To me, it all seems very non. Partisan, just these are the facts. This is what happened. This is what we've the discovered. That, the fact that everybody interviewed was a member of the former administration, they're Republican. Right. And they keep saying, I take the fifth. 
I mean, what people are saying, oh, well, they're, 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 there's, it wasn't a real, there was no opportunity to be cross, for them to be cross-examined and this well, and that and the other thing. Nonsense. There were two Republicans on the committee. <laughs> the whole sorry thing. that Jim Jordan was not allowed right. to be on to, the committee. To, uh, excuse me, to be obstructive. That would have been a complete fiasco. A total unbelievable fiasco. Could you imagine what that would have been like? I can't imagine what spending any time with him would be like. He's got to be a horrible person. A horrible, horrible person. Like, like, set, let's set aside what a horrible dickhead he is on Capitol Hill. And yes. think about what he did. As a human being. As a human yeah, being. Oh. What he did as the, what was he, the, oh, that, the that assistant coach. The, doc, the documentary is coming out very soon. That he the next couple of weeks. turned his back on all these wrestlers who, who credibly who accused victims of sexual, of sexual abuse. He doesn't care. What kind of horrible, horrible individual? He's a horrible person. They're all horrible people. What do you want? I just, it's it's mind blowing to me that someone could be that horrible. I mean, like, yeah, okay, Nazis, like Hitler, Gore, and Goebbels, these, all these fucking guys, but like, there's. Fascists in general are terrible people. I know, they're but terrible like, people. It's just we have to just acknowledge that they're this is fascism, and they're not good people. Uh, uh, it's 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 beyond me. He's a fascist. Yes. Anybody? Here's the telltale sign. Anybody who tells you this isn't a democracy, this is a republic. Right, right, right. Fascism, <laughs> right there. exactly. Where that did is, get? I mean, that's uh, insane. Uh, it's too. insane. It's. And a lot of this stuff is coming out of the fascist Claremont Institute in Claremont, California. Yep. California. Fuck. Not as bad as Texas. <laughs> All, right. All right. I think we're done with the rant for this one. I'm ranting, man. I'm ranting. You're, you're like raving. Ranting and raving. I'm ranting and raving. You're like frothing at the mouth right now. Got to get out. That, that the documentary really was struck home. Like... All the people are like, oh, maybe things will change. We don't, you know, didn't, they didn't, they got caught. I don't want to get caught. Uh, yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. The thing that's, that to me, the guy who was in the United States from like 1911 to 1913, and was and like, back. this isn't for me. Right. I got to go. That's, I'm going that's back my to friend Poland. Jen Men's great uncle. Oh, is that right? Schmiel Jaeger. That yeah. so Daniel Mendelssohn is Jennifer's older yeah. brother. And yeah. they also interviewed Marlene Jaeger Mendelssohn. That's uh-huh. Jen's mom. That Schmiel or whatever his name was, Jaeger. Schmiel, which is a great, great Yiddish name. He, that was her uncle. And he went Schmiel, back. That, that would be that would be Shmuel, but they called him Schmiel. Oh yeah? Yeah. And uh yeah, yeah, no, that story's horrible. Hor- it's like, horrifying. Uh, I don't really like in America. I'm I'm better off in Poland. And then he wrote letters Boy. beseeching them to try to get Please sick. get us out. Yeah. And they couldn't do anything. Yeah. And, then, and then the letters stopped. Chilling. And it's just horrible. Fucking chilling. All right. All right. We're out of here. Next week, Inshallah, we'll be back. Inshallah. All right. Out of here.